Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Truth Lies Shenanigans. I'm Neil Nix, and thanks for stopping in. Today's show, we have all hot topics. Johnny wants to talk about that horrible video of a black army lieutenant being pepper sprayed by an aggressive police officer. Rob B points out the surge of COVID deaths in Brazil, and I'll be talking Elon Musk's brain implants, asking if you're going to be at the front of the line for them. Then we'll close out with our game, finish the lyrics, 80s version. <laughs> so it should be a lot of fun. Before we get into the Yay. show, I've got to introduce you to our co-hosts. Our professor, writer, editor, journalist, and all-around sports guru, Miss Miss Liz E. Enders. Get it right. Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my name. I was about to say Gianni. Happy Sunday, fun day, everyone. I am happy to be back. I am fully vaccinated. Thank you very much. Um, had to take a little break on Wednesday night because I got my second vaccination on Tuesday, and it completely leaked me, knocked me out, wiped me out on Wednesday. But I think it was all for a good cause. A little moment of inconvenience before a great cause. So I'm happy to be back, happy to be vaccinated. Now I have to get my mental game right so I can leave my house and be a part of the world again. <laughs> happy to have you back for sure. All right, our rock star with the rock band follow machine and self-proclaimed nerd coming to you from Sudbury, <laughs> Ontario, Mr. Robbie Rock. Uh, Self-proclaimed. I, I don't know about that, man. It's. Uh, I think that that was just an epitaph that was given to me throughout my childhood, and I just own it now. It's. Yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> it, own it, work it, own it. Heck yes! Exactly. Happy Sunday, everyone. It's been just an awesome, busy week. It's things are good. Things are good. I'm happy to hear that Liz is finally vaccinated. I've made arrangements for my dad to have a homebound vaccination visit, so we should be hearing from them soon. Oh, wow. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon for Joe and I. All right. And streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, college student, model, actress, co-host of Truth Lies Shenanigans Unscripted, Miss Gianni Storm. Hey, guys. Nice. I love that. Um, speaking of vaccines, my school is offering vaccines um, starting next week. So, yeah, I have to see what, what type of vaccine it is. I know that there's different... Like Johnson and Johnson had one, but that one was failing, or it wasn't as effective. Yeah, some, so I got to see which one they're giving to. <laughs> um, but other than that, everything is good. School is good. We're off of spring break. We're hopefully um, not a lot of schoolwork for the rest of the semester. But nice. <laughs> I'm doing good over here in ATL. Good, good. And remind quickly, uh, remind people where they can uh, watch you until it's unscripted. You can watch me and Olivia E on Unscripted on Instagram Fridays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And speaking of vaccines, I'm actually getting my second vaccine on Tuesday. So I won't be here on Wednesday because Lizzie had a rough day, so I'm going to just take the day off. <laughs> so Lizzie's going to be taking my role of hosting. So she's going to be the main host. So thank you, Lizzie, for stepping. I appreciate that. Well, you know, my degree, my journalism degree is in broadcast, so I got you, bro. I, got I know you. you do. I know. You're going to do <laughs> awesome. All right. Real quick, let's get into our quick fire question. 
All right, reports around the world have been increasing of extraterrestrials, UFOs, and abductions during the pandemic. So anyone think this is just mass hysteria, or are we really being visited? Let's start with Gianni, who's on Jupiter. I'm going to need to be abducted by aliens to believe it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you think so? All right. Robbie Rock? Mathematically speaking, it's impossible for us to be alone, whether or not they're visiting. Mm. That's different. Is he? All right. I mean, E.T. did fall home about 30 years ago, so maybe they came back looking for him. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but really, do you guys think we're alone out there? Sorry, Robbie. What do you think? Oh, just mathematically speaking, it's, it's impossible for us to be completely alone in, in this universe. It, um, it's just a numbers game because of the sheer volume of planets that are out there. Now, whether it's carbon-based life form that's similar to us that we would recognize, that's something completely different. It depends on what the building blocks are and what the uh, conditions are. So it could be a completely different type of life form that we would have to learn to interact with. But yeah, uh, yeah whether or not they've mastered interstellar travel and they're visiting us, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, right? And and then I think about probing technology. If we were going out there, would we be just? It really is. How much are we going to learn? <laughs> look, look, look at <laughs> but uh, I mean, Gianni. But you said mathematically. Why mathematically? So I want you to okay, do this, do this. So the universe is absolutely massive. So keep in mind the sun is a star, and the, you know we're on a planet around that single star, right? Now think about all the individual grains of sand on a beach, right? Just think of all the yeah. individual, it's a lot, right? Then think of how many oh, grains yeah. of sand there are on all the beaches on earth. Just grains, a lot, right? Unfathomable. Right. And then I want you to realize that there are 10,000 stars for every grain of sand on the entire earth. So, the odds that there isn't life, an intelligent life being created on one of those stars somewhere is probably equivalent to like, not being on one of those stars is equivalent to like Lizzie winning the Powerball and doing it like thousands and thousands of times over. Okay. So it's pretty likely He's there's like, life. I don't play Powerball, so the chances of that happening are. Right. So <laughs> the chances of there not being life are zero. Okay. Thank you. So, uh. I mean, the question just comes down to how advanced are they? Like Robbie said, have, have they gotten advanced enough to come here? Because, I mean, there are older galaxies, certainly. So and are they, quite are they still alive? Yeah. Right? Is, is, it a dominant, is it a dominant life form that's alive? Because if someone would have come around Earth and seen the dinos and gone, shit, we can't have relations with these, we're out. No, no, come back in a couple hundred million years when this primate is here. We've got some... Some working knowledge of math and science. We can we can learn. I'm just saying you can't can't rule it out. Go ahead, Lizzie. I was just gonna say, I think the notion that we are the only existing life form out there is a very first world conceited notion, right? Like we're the best. Surrogate. We're the most advanced, you know, life form. We're the only primates that think, that can speak, that can talk, that can do all these things. How do you know? 
Yep. You ain't been nowhere. Most people in the United States haven't been out of the United States, let alone out of this world, off of Earth. Um, I just think it's like you said, I think it's just very, um, it's not becoming of us, if you will, to just assume that it's humans, you know, Earth-like humans out there. And that's it. You know, we were talking, you know, I'm a big <laughs> You know, sci-fi, Twilight Zone fan, y'all. So yes, I believe she she everything really is. out there. So all you flat earthers, all you Kyrie Irving people out there. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. <laughs> this might not be the topic for you. This might not be the topic for you. We are advanced here. We're so on some advanced shit here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so online, Kevin Thaxon said, some indigenous peoples believe in outer earth beings. Uh, Ernest Cooper said, did a quote from uh, Star Trek. We are the Borg. Lower your shields and surrender your ships. We will add your biological. Yeah, the Borg. I mean, Billy. it's quite possible. Because if you think about it in those terms, if we were to show up at a class M planet and we were able to outcompete the native life on that planet, we would take all the resources for our home. We would move our people there and we would take what we need. So if an advanced race were to come to Earth and they needed some of our shit, <laughs> I, I, I hope they're friendly. <laughs> right. Right. Times, which we've seen in movies a thousand times over, you know, the, the, the UFO invasion, the alien invasion, everyone coming here or everything coming here down to Earth to rob us of all of our resources and kill us all. Yep. My question to but, the panel is, what do you think about, what do you think the ratio is, the number? Like there are a lot of people, a lot of religious people who don't believe in the idea of alien life forms, of life forms outside of earth. But how does that translate for you in their belief in God? Like how can you believe in God, but not believe in another existence of another being? Do you think that that's hypocritical? I feel like that answers the question itself because a lot of people. Oh, sorry, Rob. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. Um, I think that a lot of people that do are religious have the whole uh, believe in God. I think that they feel like God specifically only made humans, so any other life form they'll feel like is demonic or they'll just disassociate. Yes. So. Well, there are some. There are some people who believe in. Don't take the Bible literally. Um, right. So, you know, there are people who do believe in the possibilities, but I don't want to just say all religious people believe that. Right. <laughs> no, you saw Mike Wolf. Certain... I know you, you had to see Mike Wolf's I, comment. I was like, yeah, that's why I was laughing. <laughs> My boy, Mike Wolf, are... always through. <laughs> he said, there, there are no space aliens on Earth. How do you explain them. Matt Gates? <laughs> <laughs> There are some religious people who absolutely buy into yep. um, extraterrestrial beings. If you go into Scientology, I mean, the high being is the <laughs> Lord Zenu. So, I mean, you're buying into the, well, yeah, I mean, you're buying into the writings of or beliefs of a sci-fi writer. So, you know, take it with a grain of sand, but I think you hit it right on the oh, head because we're God's special creation created in his image. Anything that isn't earthbound that would look different from us would be an affront 
to Abrahamic traditions that believe right. that scripture. Yeah. All right. And so then whose image was E.T. built in? <laughs> oh, E.T. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Good question. Two, two Puerto Ricans sent you some hearts. And uh, Ephraim Highly, that's on, tic, that's on Instagram. And, uh, inst and Ephraim says, welcome back, Professor. We missed you. Oh, you guys. Oh. Thank you. Thank that was you. very sweet. All right. Let's move on. So if you've never been to TLS before, let me tell you a little bit about us. Our host and our guests share their truths and opinions with you. Call out those lies and point out any ridiculous shenanigans going on. And on our show, we always try to have fun with shenanigans of our own. The show streams live just about everywhere. You can quickly find us on YouTube, though. Just go to TLSshow.com or search at TLS Live Show across all the major social media platforms. And you can listen to Truth Live Shenanigans anytime on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, before we get into our hot topics, in our last episode, we talked about rapper Earl DMX Simmons and his struggles with drugs and the overdose that caused his heart attack. It was definitely a deep discussion, so be sure to check that out. Unfortunately, as I'm sure many of you heard since our last episode, DMX passed away at the age of 50. So I want to just take a quick moment, go around, and let our hosts and our audience members share any thoughts that they have on the death of uh, DMX. Uh, let's start with uh, the musician, Robbie Rock. Yeah, like I was sharing with you uh, prior to the show, the... Um... It's an untimely death. It's sad. It's tragic um, and something that's preventable. So when you see someone go like that, it, it really is awful. And again, uh, heartfelt sympathies to the Simmons family. Um, I was I was not a true fan of DMX's work, but I was aware of him. Um, how could you not be? His music was used in so many uh, productions. It was used to hype up so many different products. So it's you know, you'd have to be living in under a rock to not kind of go, if someone pointed out to you, go, oh, that's a DMX song. Shit. Okay, I do know his work. Okay, cool. And yeah. if you do know the song, odds are you were bouncing to it and having a good time. And just that distinct, gravelly voice that he had, he just, he stuck out. And I mean, when he when he called out to his dogs, you knew it was, you knew it was X. <laughs> what do you think, Lizzie? So I had a conversation um, with someone on before, you know, DMX um, overdosed and eventually passed away this Friday. Um, I had a conversation with someone on Facebook, a chat, kind of a disagreement back and forth. They made the assertion that um, DMX was only black people popular, that DMX did not have a following. And I nearly jumped out of my skin. I'm like, OK, maybe you never stepped out of your hood. But yeah. I went to the University of Colorado in I the think 90s. Some people don't realize. In the 90s, exactly. when DMX, you know, first came out. And University of Colorado in Boulder is a predominantly white university. When I tell you that those kids in Colorado, especially the frat boys, especially <laughs> the white young men in Colorado, I mean, they were hyped. Anytime yep. a DMX song came on at a party, at a game, it, they created another mosh pit. It was like, you know, moshing was normally for like grunge music or, you know, rock music or whatever. Mosh became a part of the rap scene. 
because of DMX. Like those kids were hype. And so I think he just, you know, crossed all genres, crossed all racial backgrounds. I mean, he was a hype man. He brought the hype to the rap scene. I think people don't realize they listen, they're hearing his songs when they listen to him. Because he's played like everywhere. Everywhere. Like even if you go to, you know, you go to sporting events back in the 2000s, late 90s, 2000s. BMX songs were played at halftime. They were played during the intros. A lot of baseball players have his song played, you know, when they take the plate. So I, I, I said to her, I'm like, I don't, I think you need to revisit or go, you know, do something. <laughs> DMX, you know, crossed all racial barriers. And so this was sad for me. This was sad for me because, um, you know, I, I knew of his struggles, understood his struggles, you know, over the years. Um, was definitely a fan of a lot of his music, especially not only his music, but his collaborations with other artists. Um, he collaborated with Jay-Z. He collaborated with Aaliyah. You know, he put Eve, the rapper Eve, he put Eve on as a part of the rock, the Rough Riders crew. Mm-hmm. So um, this was a huge loss, a huge loss. And so like, you know, Rob said, condolences to his family, his loved ones, his friends, everyone, all of his people, everyone's suffering right now. And so hopefully they will be able to at least take some solace in that he's at peace. Yep. He's at peace right now. Gianni, you're a 90s baby, right? Yes, 95. So that was when uh, yeah, DMX was big. So what are your thoughts? I feel like DMX, I feel like his whole entire life was an example. Like he was, he's definitely an inspiration to a lot of people. Um, a lot of people like like me, like a lot of people that do come from a certain like background and a certain hood and all of that extra. And then you have to struggle like that kind of age old story. But it's like he wasn't he's not like a Jay-Z in the sense where he's like super brilliant and he becomes a, a billionaire. Um, but he is brilliant in his own right. But at the same time, I feel like DMX embodied that struggle and to keep going, like the endurance of it all. And so I think that DMX was um, very inspiring. And, and I remember one of something I watched that he said, um, if I were to die today, I just I want you guys to know I've lived a good life. So I think that we could leave leave on that note, because I think that he, he was very accomplished. Um, but at the same time, he, he has many children. You know what I mean? To kind of carry on that. 17 life. kids. Is it 17? 17. Yeah, 17 kids, man. And he even voiced that he wasn't too proud of having so many different women in his life. So he's understanding of his flaws. I respect that. I respect that a lot. Very much. And for me, I think uh, it was just the way he passed was, I mean, in his, his life, I mean, because he's one of those people who really didn't advocate for drugs and drug use and things like that. And, you know, we talked about his story in the last show. So check out that episode. But I mean, it's just, it was just sad. I mean, it was sad to me the way he went out, you know, because he'd been in rehab several times, several times to try to to break his addiction. And obviously he wasn't able to, but it's just, I just, for me, it's just sad. I mean, what it, I see online, we have a bunch of comments from Mike Wolf and uh, Thaxton, Kevin Thaxton saying his movies were really good. One of my yeah, movies, one of his yeah. movies I remember most from him is, uh, Romeo Must Die. Now, Romeo Must Die was actually a really good movie. It was. <laughs> a really good. I think you're muted, Liz, but uh, Romeo Must Die was uh, a really, really good, good movie. I thought you were going to say like, Belly. Belly? I thought you were going to say yeah. Belly. 
Not so much. We went out here, but I had a year ago, I had a student write um, one of her essays on belly. And I had to, you know, I had to like calm myself down. I'm like, really? Out of all, all the things you could write about, you're writing about belly. And actually, she put forth, you know, a very um, coherent, cogent argument. I just never liked the movie Belly, so I had to set aside my really? bias. It wasn't. Um, no, it, really? wasn't. it wasn't horrible. It wasn't the worst movie I've seen. I mean, but it's I've you seen know much what it's worse. become. It's become a cult classic. Yeah, literally, literally, it's a cult classic. And you know, a lot of cult classics tend not to be the best movies. That's true. But they're movies true. that resonate with people. Yep. Um. Yeah. You know, the 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 community loves Belly. The community loves Belly. I mean, I was a big I, Aaliyah fan, so that's why Romeo Must Die kind of stuck yeah, to, and, stuck uh, out to me. And that Romeo Must Die soundtrack was hot. It was. was hot. Oh, my God. Yes. yes, it was. Yes. All right. All right, well, uh, rest in peace, DMX. So do appreciate all you've done. All right. All right, let's get into our hot topics. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right, the way Hot Topics works is our hosts bring you hot topics they want to share. We'll ask, is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Our panel will talk about it for a little bit until time is up. And then we'll go to our audience for questions and comments. So make sure you're commenting any of our comment threads because we are listening to you. And today we're going to be starting out with Gianni Storm. Gianni, you wanted to talk about another black band being mistreated by police. Is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Well, this is true, but it's also mainly shenanigans because we're revisiting this type of story again. So a half-black, half-Latino U.S. Army lieutenant was approached by two Virginia police officers at a gas station after stopping him for not having a license plate on the back of his um, SUV. So, Aaron, if... Does anybody know how to pronounce his name? Haran? Haran Nazario. Haran Nazario. Okay. Haran yeah. Nazario was driving his newly purchased um, Chevy Tahoe home when two police officers pulled him over, whipped out their guns, and started barking orders at him. Although Nazario didn't have the official plates um, since he was buying the truck, he did have temporary plates that were visible in the back of his window. Officers, however, had their weapons raised and began demanding that Nazario get out of the uh, Nazario looked in the window and saw he was being held at gunpoint, then placed his cell phone on the dashboard to record what was going on. He repeatedly asked to know what was going on, and at one point he admitted to being afraid um, to leave the vehicle, to which an officer replied, you should be. Nazario, a second lieutenant in the U.S. Army Medical Corps, was, home, was coming home from work in full uniform at the time. And although the incident happened in December 2020, um, the body cam video from the officers was recently released. So as Lieutenant Carson, um, as Lieutenant Nazario sues the two Windsor Police Department officers who pulled him over at gunpoint, they pepper sprayed him and knocked him into the ground. And it's also noted that Nazario's dog was in the back seat choking from the pepper spray. Nazario was not charged with anything in the incident. And now I believe Neil um, has some footage that we can yep. show you. Yep, absolutely. Keep your hands outside the window. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car 
Yo, what? Guess what? I'm a veteran too. I learned to obey. Get out of the car. What's going on? What's going on? You're fixing to ride the lightning, son. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car now. Sir, just get out of the car. Work with us and we'll talk to you. Get out the car. You received an order. Obey it. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly afraid to get out. Can I? Yeah, you, you should be. Get out. What? Get out. Get out of the car. Get out now. I have not committed any crime. You're being stopped by a traffic violation. You're not cooperating at this point right now. You're under arrest for, for you're being detained, okay? You're being detained for obstruction of justice. Violation. I do not have obstruction to of justice. Really? Really? Get, get, out, get out of the car now. Get out of the car. They still get never said what he did. Off. You know what? Get your hands off me. Not a problem. Don't do that. Sir, get out of the car now. Hey, sir. Get out of the car now. Sir, look, I'm trying to talk get out. To okay, I'm trying to I'm talk. talk. Get out. Just get relax. out of the car. Can you please get relax? Can get out. Let the officer put his gun on right now. Trying to help now. you. This is not how you treat a vet. Uh, no I'm actively serving this country. No warrant. Back up, Daniel. No warrant. I didn't do anything. Whoa, hold on. Daniel. What's going on? Hold on. Oh, Pepper spraying him now. Pepper spraying him? Yeah. Several times. Get out of the car now! Sir, just get out of the car! I'm trying to breathe. Get out of the car now! Listen! Take off your seatbelt and get out of the car! His eyes are completely closed up. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Don't reach in there, Daniel. Don't reach in there. My hands are out. Please. Really messed up. Doors open. He's in the seatbelt. My dog is choking right now. Get out of the car! Take your seatbelt off! What are you, a specialist, Corporal? What are you? Hands are up. I'm a lieutenant. Lieutenant, get out of the car. Take. You made this way more difficult than it had to be. If you just complied, get out of the car. I'm reaching. Ma'am. Is your commanding officer down? Let's go. Please talk to me about what's yes, going sir. on. Yes, sir. You're not. They're wrestling with him. About what's going on. Why uh, am I being treated like this? Why? Because you're not cooperating. Get on the ground. Why am I being treated like this? It's really messed up. This is really I'm so pissed. <laughs> I don't like watching stuff like that. It angers the blood. So what's your question, Gianni? My question to you guys is, do you believe the officers were in the wrong this time? Were in the wrong? Oh, that, that's... Oh, <laughs> we're in the wrong, yeah. Do you believe the officers were in the wrong this time? Yeah, that was my question. Uh, it, I, I'll start out. I mean, it's pretty straightforward to me. <laughs> There's no question they were in the wrong. The thing is, you know, you're looking at the video, they never tell him what he's done. And that frustrates me the most about all of these stops is at least the minimum, you gotta, if, you, if you're telling me I did something wrong, tell me what that is. If you can't tell me what that is, leave me alone. <laughs> if, you, if, mm -hmm. I, if you can't tell me what I've done wrong, and then I can at least make some decisions on my part as to what I need to do next, if I if I feel if you tell me I've broken a law and then I have to consider that and I say okay well maybe I did something wrong maybe if you tell me my license plate's not right I said okay well let me show you my license plate let me do, just tell me what I did wrong and then this was all about control this is this is the biggest problem with police is they want to be controlled you look at the the video they come out they look scared 
both of them are talking that you can hear in their voices that they're, it's, their adrenaline's pumping and they're scared potentially because they don't know what they're dealing with. And I get that situation with cops, right? I get the cops come into situations scared. But at some point, you've got to realize the situation <laughs> you're in and calm yourself down and deal with the situation appropriately. If he's not in danger, he's got his hands out, he's clearly not a threat, stop. This, this is about control. When he didn't do what the officer said, he, the officer got aggressive. Go ahead, Lizzie. Lest we forget that this was an average, what was supposed to be your everyday traffic stop based on what they said, even though they were wrong, but they said, because they initially said in their report that he didn't have a license plate, a back license plate. When it turns out he did, it was just a temporary license plate, like Gianni said, because it was a brand new car. So now, you know, so obviously the first offense was we got a black man, an uppity black man in a brand new big ass car. That's what he was pulled over for. That's what he was pulled. That's why he was pulled over. But if you look at your average traffic stop, even if there's a license plate infraction, even if you have an infraction with one of your lights, your tail lights, your headlights, um, your mirror, whatever, that's not how police officers normally approach the car. That's not how they should. They don't approach the car with their guns drawn. They don't approach the car screaming, telling you to get out of the car. They usually walk towards the car and ask for your license and registration and tell you what it is they stopped you over for. This man got none of that. He was met with aggression, with guns drawn immediately. And he repeatedly asked, what did I do? Hands up, his hands are up. You know, he, he's not resisting to anything. He's not agitated. He's calmly asking, what have I done? It's the police that heightened this. Instead of de-escalating, instead of trying to figure out what was going on, they heightened it. And the ner- officer had the nerve to be like, you made this a lot more difficult. You made this a lot harder than it Yeah. You made this a lot more difficult than it had to be. We're talking about mm-hmm. a license plate here. A license plate. And you never, they never asked him for his identification. They didn't, obviously, like Gianni said, he had on fatigues, but they don't know who this guy is because they never sought to get that information. They saw a black man in a nice car. How dare he? Yeah. So, you know, let, let, let's, let's harass him. Let's it's harass him. And it's amazing mm-hmm. to me, just one more thing. It's, it's amazing to me how it seems consistently that a lot of these officers are forgetting that their body cams are on. They're doing <laughs> all of this foolishness and they're forgetting that their body cams are on. So then about when they to catch the them, lightning, you should be scared. Yeah. You're about yeah, to ride the lightning. Good. You should be scared. That's- oh no, Liz, we lost your audio. Oh, Liz, you're, you're mute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we that get into you, before you say you're but before Robbie, before you go, so I just want to point out the um, article I read about it did say that he did continue after they turned on their lights. He did continue driving for about a mile afterwards. It's a little under a mile to the next 
Yeah, hold on. I see you yelling, Lindsay, but I still can't hear you. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to tell him why. So, but the reason he did that is because he wanted to get to a lighted, safe location, which is what you have a right to do. Every single person, if you're driving, know that if a police officer pulls you over, you have a right to move to a safe location. Um, mm -hmm. You have that right. You mean as long as you're driving in a controlled manner, you're not out of control, you have that right. But Robbie, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you and Liz, and it really, the he was compliant, he was calm, he was making a reasonable request, why am I being pulled over? I know that in any instance in, in the course of my lifetime that I've been pulled over, police officers have either asked me why I was being pulled over, or they've identified why I was being pulled over. So at that point in time, if they would have said, you know, we're pulling you over because you don't have any plates. Oh, well, hey, good news. Um, I just brought the vehicle and here's the supporting documentation that shows that this is all legal and above board. That should have been the end of it. But it, like that's that young blood that's on camera. He looks twitchy. He, he looks, does. He looks scared he at first. He, he really does look scared. Exactly. So. A young, you know, a young police officer isn't going to demonstrate fear. He's going to turn that into aggression. He's going to turn that into the dominance where he needs to control the situation because of that fear response. It's uh, what they did to this military officer, a member of the, the medical corps. Absolutely shameful. And I'm glad that he is going after them, that he is suing them because they were completely out of line, completely, completely. Some people have looked at the video and analyzed the younger cop um, as um, actually trying to be, he was fearful at first. And Am I back? Yes, you are Yay. back. You are back. That's a girl. So the, <laughs> the younger cop looked fearful, I mean, at first, and he was looked twitchy. I agree with you on that. It was very twitchy. But after a while, it looked like he wasn't, Feeling the all the over aggression from the other cop, it almost looked like he was like, I don't know, trying to do what he's supposed to do, which is you know kind of de-escalate the situation. Um, mm -hmm. Even putting his gun away, if you notice, he put his gun away. Then he steps to the car. He he does try to open the door, which is illegal, um, but you could tell he was when the guy brought out the pepper spray. He almost got in between the lieutenant and the police officer mm -hmm. doing the pepper spray because he wanted to de-escalate it. And let me just say something about the pepper spray because you heard the lieutenant say that his dog was in the backseat, right? Yes. But yeah. because they didn't, you know, assess the situation, they had no idea who, those could have been kids in the backseat. Right. Yeah, that's they true. Had no, they had no idea who else was in that car. And that's why you don't come out guns blazing for a situation like this. Like it, it made, we're talking about a license plate, a license plate on a new car. And I guarantee you, I know people keep asking, I've, I've yelled at people all week about this. People keep asking about um, why are you always, you know, black people always using the race card. Racists use the race card. I guarantee you, if this had been a white guy driving in a brand new car with new license plates on the back, none of this would have happened. 
none of this would have happened. Jenny, what are your thoughts? I'm disgusted. I think that when he even I just feel like it was it was just they didn't I feel like once he said um something about him being a lieutenant, it's almost like the aggressive cop that we that we don't see, um the one that's actually having the body cam footage. I feel like he he felt like this is my ter territory. Right. Let me control. Like he didn't say that obviously verbatim, but I just felt that vibe. Like he was like, "What are you, Navy? Whatever." He was asking. He was like, "I'm a lieutenant." And then he just was like, "Lieutenant, get out of the car." Like he was just super, super aggressive. I think that his motive the entire time was to, um, like you said, try to take control. But I just don't get when when people say this, and we've heard this for um, for for years now with all this police brutality coming out. Um, I think that the fear that police have is, I'm just confused by it. I mean, I understand, but I'm just confused as to why you chose that profession. Like, I don't, if you're scared of blood, don't be a doctor. Like, it's just, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Do anybody remember what county this is at? It's in, um, Windsor. It's in Virginia. Windsor, Virginia. Windsor. Windsor, Virginia. Stay out of Windsor, Virginia, people. I think I could drive through there. Frick. Okay. I'll get it <laughs> I love you, Ravi. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's it's not an overall fear. It's a fear and an agitation with Black people. Mm -hmm. Because in this particular instance, it's a how dare this Black man have this big, shiny new car that I can't even afford. Yeah. So he must be, you know, in some trouble. He must be doing something. That he shouldn't have been doing to be able to afford this car. The same with Armand Arbery. Like, why is this black guy running down the road in this nice neighborhood? He shouldn't be here. The man was yep. jogging. The man was right. jogging. Let's get to some of these um, yeah. comments. So Jacqueline Robson says this should be subtitled "A little little dick men are they taking over?" <laughs> it's the Sabbath, Glenn. It's the Sabbath. Did you go to church? It's so funny. <laughs> Paulette says, power trip is sickening. Um, Kevin says, it's about control. They are wimps. Uh, Jeanette Brown says, abuse is always about control. Someone feeling out of control, taking out on someone with less power in the situation. And uh, folks in Hampton, this is Kevin Thaxton, folks in Hampton Road steal temporary tags. Yeah, I've heard that, actually. What does that but uh, Ernest Cooper says, man, they aren't scared. No need to pull out guns for someone if they don't have a tag. That was just harassment and brutality. Vicky Vicky Smith, they assumed he was an enlisted man. They were uh, thrown off when he said he was an officer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got angrier. Yeah. Yeah. Jacqueline Robinson, uh, they don't forget. They instinctively don't believe anything about their abuses. Talking about um yeah so it's uh oh wait there's another one hold on i want to get to this one net brown says trauma in the body trauma in the mind i so recommend uh resma menachem's book my grandmother's hands all about the intergenerational trauma in policing the fight the fight Ooh. response to trauma is ingrained in many including many drawn to policing and I've said it before, but a lot of the police officer is what the third most popular uh, uh, job for psychopaths, sociopaths. 
which is, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. To see, yeah. I think uh, CEO and um, there was something else that's higher, but. But also with minimal education, like the 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 minimal requirement for becoming a police officer in this country is that you have a high school diploma. Very good point. Yeah. You don't have anything beyond that you don't have to have anything any educational training beyond that you don't have to have any um training in sociology yep. any training in mental health or any of that That's to a become a point. police officer That's very true. um so i know some psycho police officers from my days of living in new york i i know mm-hmm. some um yeah. and it look at the person you're like wow you were in uniform they gave you a badge and a gun <laughs> okay and that's part of like what I think with Minnesota they needed to do is they needed to just, you know, tear down the entire police force and start from scratch. I mean, the unions are so protective of these. It's almost like, you know, when we talk about the church and all of the priests that were protected for so many years, the it's, police it's force and the unions that, you know? protect them the same. Because I'm looking right now at careers with the highest proportion of psychopaths. Number seven is police officer, and right behind it is clergy. Huh. Mm. Wow. Not that surprised. Is, I, I think that anywhere that you can have an abuse of power, you are going to find mm. sociopaths and psychopaths. Very true. It makes but sense. also, think about it, because these same people aren't joining the military. There's, there's not a same set of rules in discipline, in law enforcement, that there is in the military. In the military, you can't act like that. You have to follow protocol, but which is why- When you're at war, you, so there are many that act like that because it's less with, oversight. Like, not mm-hmm. just with regular civilians. Like being at war is a different, is a different mindset. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about a guy driving down the street in his car. And you notice he didn't, he never raised his voice. Yeah, it was never- that's a very good point. Very calm the entire time. And that, I think a lot of that goes to his military training. Like, you know? Yeah. He was too, yeah. he would have listened to their orders, but he said he was petrified. Like he was scared to get out. So I can understand that. I mean, like, I would have been scared too. I'm not after, especially after George Floyd and everybody else. Why are they, why are the cops still coming at me like this? Yeah. But also why do cops think that people are going to react and respond rationally? After they've That's been another good point. Yeah. Pepper spray. I'm scared. Like, bro, yeah. I, I can't see. I'm, I'm fight or flight at that point. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Give me a moment to get myself together. Like, I can't, especially <laughs> mm-hmm. police officers who are barking conflicting orders. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how make sense of this when you have just mm-hmm. pepper sprayed me and you have just tased me? And they threatened to tase him before he did it. I mean, he didn't do anything, but they threatened to tase him early on. And that's just it. And lightning or ride the ride the the lightning or feel the thunder was something like you don't feel the thunder. Ride the lightning, lightning, about to tase him. Really, and the things they're lucky that they they they're lucky that they pulled over someone who was calm and reasonable. Had they hit someone who was just as twitchy as Youngblood, someone who was just afraid. I'm going to put my mind on military training over police training on any given day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was, he was unarmed though. And he was medical court. They have yet to approach the car. 
I mean, they could have come out with guns drawn. They don't know what bruh has in his seat next to I him. mean, that's part of the fear but that's a, that that's, the police officers have. We escalate the situation right. like that. You, you can make an we assessment. There, there was many opportunities for them to assess the situation well enough to say, hey, <laughs> this is not a threat. This guy is not reaching yeah. for anything. His hands, he's talking calmly. I, I, I'm in an okay situation, but that wasn't the case. He was just aggressive. Jen Huggins says, Lizzie, Quincy used to work in Windsor. I don't know who Quincy is, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Life winner. Uh, the calmness pisses them off more, which yeah. is very true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Paulette mm -hmm. Bertrand agrees with that. It's not the reaction that they're expecting. You know, they expect yeah. animal. Yeah. yeah. They want someone to cower. They want someone to cower yeah. before their dominance. It's, uh, and when you're, oh, wait a minute. Because he knew that he had done nothing wrong. So he was trying to stay calm. He was. You know, why and engaging them, asking the questions, why is this happening? Why have I been pulled over? What do you need? Like, what's going on? What's and going on? All they had to do was answer the goddamn question. Oh, okay, this is wrong. Good. I got the papers. <laughs> you good. Right, Rob would have had the papers. He would have had the papers to say, look, I just bought this car. Right. Hello? Yeah. So who, who yeah, made the problem right. worse than me. it needed to be? Right. Yeah. Ernest exactly. Cooper Call says the dealership. People. <laughs> yeah. Ernest Cooper says black people have to be trained to deal with policemen with guns drawn yelling at them I've already trained my teenage son and daughters which is unfortunate yes. alright we're going to have to move on to our next hot topic let's get it in great hot topic Johnny thank you thank you Johnny alright Robbie Rock you are talking about Brazil's COVID numbers increasing their deaths is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Uh, this is some sad truth, and I'm not even going to relegate it to shenanigans because this is just bullshit at this point. Um, because of Jair Bolsonaro's cavalier attitude towards the virus, uh, if you recall a little while back, uh, I brought him because he is claim. <laughs> to the people was that <laughs> the government was not responsible if the COVID-19 vaccine turned them into crocodiles. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Right, the crocodile man. <laughs> so one of the more outlandish claims about the COVID-19 virus. But um, so if we look at the numbers, uh, the US is number one as far as COVID cases and deaths, uh, but Brazil is number two, right behind you. Here's where Brazil, yeah, right, number two, but they could be number one because they Catching don't up. have the inf exactly they don't have the the medical infrastructure, and the vaccine drive is really really late in the game. Um, so on April or actually for not April 11th, April 7th, sorry, um, Brazil registered four thousand deaths in twenty four hours. 4,000 COVID what deaths. What was the month that you had? I think we were close to that. I mean, there, my yeah, but I mean, Brazil doesn't have the population. It's, uh, That's right. Yeah, so I mean, it's just, there's the variant has been spreading through Brazil very quickly, and it's it's been a concern for the global population. Um, like I was saying, Jair Bolsonaro has consistently downplayed the severity of the virus and just things like calling it a little flu 
Uh, he's rejected nationwide lockdown uh, suggestions, saying that those measures would only make the poor poorer. Uh, he called state governors and mayors who imposed lockdowns tyrants. He cast doubts on the efficacy and safety of the jabs. Uh, and then he said that he wasn't going to get the virus. Uh, he Then he joked that Pfizer would turn people into crocodiles. Crocodile. He dismissed opportunities to purchase millions of vaccine doses. So, you know, when I hear stuff like this, it reminds me of people like, say, Governor Ron DeSantis, um, Lieutenant Governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, who just proposed very recently that a lot of grandparents are willing to sacrifice themselves for the cause. They're willing to die to save the economy. So, I mean, this is when you have a cavalier leader who doesn't listen to the science and doubles down on just opening everything up because that's what makes people warm and fuzzy, makes them feel good, but people are dying. This is some scary, scary stuff. Now, when you see what's happening in South America, do you see the parallels in American culture, in American politics? And how scary is that for you? Liz, you're itching. I love it. <laughs> um, not really itching, but I mean, you talked about, you know, the governor of Florida, um, DeSantis, but I went to the top, like you're talking about, you know, the president of Brazil. He's basically the Brazilian Donald Trump at this yep. point. Mm -hmm. You know, the parallel is the same. The rhetoric is the same. The language is the same. Um, the admonishing of people, the admonish admonishment of science is the same. You know, we had a president in this country who from the beginning denied that the coronavirus was um, real, who called it a hoax, who last, uh, I believe it was the end of January, maybe early February, he said that it will be over, it will weaken by April. Not April yeah. 21, <laughs> but April 22. Before it even week. He said last year that it will reach weakened by April. Like these are non-believers or people who for their own personal agenda, because even though he was saying all of these things, he still made sure when he contracted COVID, he made sure to get the super drug to fix him and yep. you know, get his, you know, right. He definitely made sure to get himself and his family vaccinated mm. a month ago or everyone else could. But it's the same, it's the same approach. They're not there to represent people. They're there to represent themselves and certain members of their party. And that's it. And so I feel bad for, you know, the Brazilian citizens that have to deal with this nonsense. Because, you know, Rob said that on, I can't remember the date that you gave Rob, but you said that on one particular date, there were like over 4,000 deaths. Mm -hmm. That's reported deaths. That's the death that you know, has been reported. We know there are a lot of, um, you know, uh, or poor areas, a lot of ghettos in, in Brazil that where a people lot. are unaccounted for. And so I'm sure that number is a lot higher than what, you know, the government is reporting at this point. And it's really sad. And it's not getting any better. It seems like the U.S. is kind of trying to come out of it a little bit, Florida notwithstanding. Texas notwithstanding. More than Texas, yeah. <laughs> but the numbers just keep surging. Just keep surging. And it's and you have a president who isn't who doesn't care. Yeah. Who doesn't care. 
And that, that's the same thing we were dealing with here. I mean, and I believe, I truly believe, see, because when you look at the two countries that did the worst with the pandemic, it's the most narcissistic people on the planet, you know, <laughs> who were leading those countries. Because all they really care about is themselves. That's what narcissists do. But they really don't care about their country. So you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, so it's really no surprise to me that those two countries are the worst deal with the pandemic. Um, if you look at the U.S., yes, we have been the highest, um, but we are turning that corner at this point, and that is thankful to Trump leaving. You know, I, you know, I know they were already working on the vaccines, and but the vaccine rollout has actually not been so bad. I mean, we're way ahead of even the timelines that they that Biden had suggested. So, um, you know, we're even giving away vaccines. There, there's a, I think it was down in Mississippi or Tennessee, they have so many vaccines that, you know, they, they, they don't even have enough people making appointments at this point. So the rollout in the U.S. of the vaccines has been great. And I'm not sure it would have been the same if Trump had still been around. I think we'd be dealing with the same issues that, that Brazil is dealing with, the same issues we dealt with all of last year, where, you know, the surges were happening. We can't control certain states. So, yes, like Lizzie said, notwithstanding Florida. Texas and I think Georgia and a couple others. Yeah. Not, not with, let's just say the South in general. Notwithstanding those uh, states, you know, we're we're actually doing better as a country with a better president in, in place. So I just feel for the people in Brazil. It's really sad that they they're having to deal with the, the struggles we dealt with, you know, all of last year. Um, now they're, they're still dealing with it, and, and there's nothing. And it's so sad that. Like us, like I was feeling like we couldn't do anything to fix it. They can't do anything to fix it because the people at the mm. top are the ones that make things happen. So. And my understanding, very... though, that. Good job. No, go ahead. Um, from my understanding, though, the president still opposes like lockdowns and things like that, but the government has actually started um, distributing vaccines in Brazil. And I know that they, that Brazil does take a liking to, or not a liking, but they can be likened to the United States in the way, like you said, um, the president is completely opposed to um, helping people during this pandemic. I think that there are more people in Brazil. I think there's 200 million in, in the country. I don't know how many people. But <laughs> I think it's 300 million. It's over 300 million, 360 million. 300, 350 million. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. We have about okay. Million. So. Okay. But, but I no, think that. Even, um, right, Johnny. You're you're absolutely right in what you were saying. Like even if you think about some of the rhetoric that President Trump used or former President Trump used during the debates when he was debating with you know Joe Biden, he was you know chiding Joe Biden because Joe Biden dared to wear a mask. Or because Joe Biden was in favor of the lockdowns, because he was in favor of quarantines. And this particular president in Brazil, like you said, he's against those things too, just like Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. But luckily, now the government's taken over and doing something about it in Brazil. So hopefully, better results will come. Hopefully. Robbie, any final thoughts? No, no, it's really, it's, uh, it's just some great conversation. And it's, uh, it is a shame what's happening in South America, and we need to 
keep eyes on all nations throughout this pandemic because there's a lot of mistakes being made internationally and there's a lot of great things being done internationally. We all stand to learn from both examples so that we can implement better policy locally and nationally. So yeah, I'm really hoping that uh, things will turn around for the Brazilians soon, but is uh, it's the variant that's the big issue. And like Lizzie alluded to, uh, when it gets into the favelas, they're overcrowded. There is there's no real medical care there, and it uh, is perfect breeding ground for it. Yeah. Well, y'all know very quickly. Y'all know I'm petty. Y'all know I'm petty. So I just want to, you know, call out one of Neo and I's um, former classmates who is believes that COVID is a hoax. Who doesn't believe in wearing masks? Oh. Who doesn't believe in the vaccine? And who um, I believe like a month ago was in Brazil and had the nerve to go down there and post on his or her. I'm not going to give away. Oh, you're not going to say whatever. Okay. But <laughs> had the nerve to post. You know, I'm here in Brazil. COVID ain't every. Don't believe the hype. Everything's fine down here. There's no COVID, you know, running around. It's not running rampant here. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe everything that the government is feeding you. I'm like, what government are you talking about? Brazil's government is feeding us <laughs> what you're saying. They're denying it, which I, isn't true. I don't I don't know who I, I don't I didn't see that because I think I unfriended the person that we're talking about. So oh my God. <laughs> So I'm not aware of all that. You're like, they're not even in my circle. Yeah, I, 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 there's a bunch of people that I unfriended uh, just because I, I couldn't take it anymore. I was, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people and I try to be relatively neutral and I like to listen to people's ideas. That they, if they're different than mine, I love it because I can hear some different ideas. I can share my ideas. But at some point, I just couldn't take it anymore. It was just, it got too much, got to be too much. I, I started just dropping people because it was just, some of it got to be ridiculous between the pandemic and Trump. I just like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> what were you laughing at, Lizzie? Um, Mike Winter's comment. <laughs> which one? What did he say? Yeah, he said he's been saying a lot. So which one? He said, um, let me go back. He said, James the Tiger can have a seat. <laughs> I think only people, the only people who went to school with this person knows what that means. <laughs> 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 That's his nickname, James the Tiger. <laughs> Horrible. Now I'll explain it to you after the show. I'll explain it to okay. you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Mike. When Brazilian race relations have been about forty years behind the USA, study this in college. It is shocking. Um, Let's see. Narcissism is not good. This is from Jeanette Brown. Narcissism is not good for the species or the world. Jacqueline Robinson, those leaders don't see a certain segment of the population as human beings. But it became no. clear that a disproportionate amount were people of color. Uh, there was a hands-off approach to addressing it. I think that was similar here as well. Uh, they were clearly looking for a reason to justify intent to harm. Um, Jason Edsminger, Edsminger, hi Jason, okay. uh, says some agenda. Nothing's Change for real. It's just spotlighted with the media. All right. That is it for that hot topic. Thank you, Ravi. Appreciate you. Lies, shenanigans. shenanigans. Ooh, put your All thinking right. caps on for this next one. Put your thinking caps on for this next one. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I've got an interesting one. <laughs> so, microchips in your brain are finally here. This is definitely some truth. Inventor and entrepreneur, owner of both Tesla and SpaceX, Elon Musk, also owns another company called Neuralink, who is dedicated to Neuralink technology. What is this, you ask? Simply put, it's linking your brain to computers, right? This past week, the company released a video of a monkey playing an old Atari game of Pong with its mind. The video starts, I'm going to describe the video to our listeners. The video starts out with a monkey playing a simple game where he moves a cursor to random blocks appearing on the screen using a joystick. They claim they implanted microchips into his brain. Then they recorded the neural feedback from the monkey's brain as he used the joystick to move up and down, left and right. Then they unplugged the joystick while he was still using it and only used the microchips and the neural feedback signals from the monkey's brain to move up, down, left and right so that the monkey could literally control the cursor with his mind. And I think it's important to note, Neil, that the yep. uh, metal tube that is in his mouth right now oh, is yeah. distributing a banana paste. It's like a, a so every the time reward. he hits that at target, he is rewarded so that he's treat. motivated to get to that treat every time, to get to that mm -hmm. square, yeah. And then ultimately, they had him playing Pong. The old Atari game Pong with no joystick at all. And oh he was God. actually pretty good at it. All right, so my question <laughs> to you guys, would you guys get the brain chips? Are you ready to be a cyborg? I'm going to leave Robby <laughs> for last. <laughs> Gianni Storm. Um, this sounds like a horror movie, but I think that, <laughs> I think that it's brilliant. I'm not, I'm always like, I've always admired technology and, and science because I, I just don't understand it. It's that great mystery. It's like spirituality. Like you can't, it's just, it's, it's really cool. But I think that I am not signing up for it. And I think that the reason is because I just don't trust it. I just don't trust it. Sure. And maybe I'm ignorance on my part because I, I don't, I haven't read into it and, and study different things, but I just don't trust it. I'm definitely not going to chip in my brain, in my arm, my leg, or anything like that. Sorry. Yep. No. All right. Lizzie, your thoughts? So from what we have been taught about people who are on the extreme mental illness spectrum, um, people who suffer from schizophrenia or some other type of mind-altering mental illness, what is one of the main things that they complain of? about the government putting chips in their brain. <laughs> That's true. Their minds. So they've been hip to this shit for centuries, for decades at least, decades at least. And my, I, I, I would never do this. I'm fine the way I am. This chimpanzee was fine the way he was. Like why can't, like I'm, I'm a strong believer in science. I'm a strong believer in medicine, in the advancement of medicine. But this chimpanzee, this monkey here, um, playing a video game, 
based on a prompt where he is going to get a treat because he's reacting a certain way to doing something. I don't see the advancement or the advantage to my life because of this. And because you know, and we talked about this with the vaccines, even though people got the Tuskegee experiment a little confused mm -hmm. in their mm -hmm. rhetoric, yes. we know that brown folks in this country, at least, like to be used for experiments. Hell no. No, you're not putting any chips in my head. For what? <laughs> what, is the, what is the end goal here? What is the end game here? Like, why are we, what are you seeking to find? What technology or what advancements? I'm so let me answer that for you. Specific, specifically in this example, because they have mapped those neural pathways to help move the cursor along or the monkey, the, uh, the intent is to introduce that technology into people who are paralyzed, people who are paraplegic, so that the, they can oh, yeah. then interact with technology, so that they can use a computer, they can use a smartphone just as easily as you or I can. So that unlocks or, or even a world control of information for them. As well. It, it yeah. engages them. And I know that for myself, I'm thinking, you know, I would love to be on the cusp of this technology. I don't want to be like Johnny. I don't want to be signing up for version one because I don't want to be lettuce. Version one. But version 1.1 may give me a five terabyte hard drive in my brain or the ability to just tap into my memory, total recall, throw the math part of my brain into the vision process part of my brain. Like those possibilities are just crazy. But no, I, I don't want to be the first to sign up for it. Um, and then the real, I mean, then there's ethical implications because the elite are going to become super elite. <laughs> and because I'm an IT guy, because I'm a sci-fi buff, um, if th this is a chip that clearly communicates two ways, so what's the hacking potential? Mm. Ah, ooh, I didn't think what's that? Because there's been lots of movies on that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Right. Brain hacks. Yeah. Knowing the U.S. government, that the way I know the U.S. government, and again, you know, I come from a military family, um, this wouldn't just be used for medical technology. This would be used hmm. for the future of the war soldier. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. So this it, is, going this to is technology that gets weaponized very quickly. Weaponized yeah. very quickly part of, you know, our future defense systems and mechanisms, mm -hmm. but also I think, um, again, you know, would be used to a dis at, at a disadvantage, the people of color in certain areas, because again, we get experimented on first. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's a fact. I think this will be more. I'm not sure how it is in Canada, but we get experimented on first. So I would never, I would never sign up for this i don't care if it's the first version second version third version like i'm not doing anything that's going to alter my brain i have a I, feeling I this is more like what robbie said it's, <laughs> it's more for, for the elite I, I think yeah i agree i think it's going to be more for the wealthy anyway i don't, I don't even think unless you're wealthy I don't, i'm not sure you'll have the option or ability to to get some of this technology uh, to if i was confined to a bed or a chair if i had no ability I think it's going to be if, terrible. My ability to communicate disabled. with the world is through a straw that I'm blowing in or trying to move with my tongue. 
If someone said, hey, you know, we can give you a chip that will allow you to work a computer. Talk. And to me, it, to, to be able to give those individuals a completely new quality of life, that I, I to, to me, that potential is amazing. But if you're right, the powers that be, I see the potential for corruption, weaponization. Absolutely. absolutely. It's not a, it's not a utilitarian I, technology purely. I completely understand that. And I, I do agree that it would be the end product, the, the final finish, the final product would be available to the elite. However, they're not going to be experimenting on the elite. On the elite. That's true. Oh, God. I didn't like that they experimented on that chimp, to be honest. Yeah. It's going to be the homeless. It's going to be the people. It's going to be, you know, the people who have some type of mental retardation, people who can't speak for themselves. I just feel like we're so, living in a different world these days where people are aware of those pitfalls. And I know. Oh. What people? I'm saying, black people, I'm saying black people are more aware and they're not going to fall into those traps um, how, as easily. How, how I'm not saying it's not possible. Might be more creative. How could they might not be fall into the traps? Because I think there's greater awareness of that. You know, there, there was a time in the, in the olden days, there, there was, you know, you didn't have access to information and knowledge and things like that. It's not, gonna, it's not it as has, easy to pull the wool over somebody's eyes as it used to be. Actually, with the government, it's always that easy because they I don't just have don't to think give it is. It's not as easy. Give you the proper information. And if you are a vulnerable member of society, if you are a homeless person, you don't exist. But the government doesn't control you information the way it used to. The, the government doesn't have control over this information anymore. Don't exist. We're already talking about corruption in police departments where they falsify documents on a traffic stop. You expect them to be, you know, on. I'll give you the corporations being... might be doing that. But I, I don't mm. know. I just. Yes. Because corporations <laughs> really are like, there's corporations that make more money than governments. So, I mean. But aren't they the ones who are responsible for this? Like, it starts with the corporation. Neuralink, yeah. His, his company is called Neuralink. I just, I personally would not trust it. Okay. And I'm someone like, yeah, you want to put a chip into my pancreas and make it work so I don't have to take 10 they shots might. a day? I do. You, okay, so. I don't trust it. I don't trust it either. I told you, I told you guys recently there's, you know, there's someone who has um, a problem, right? And so it's a heart issue, right? And we were actually talking about, you know, years ago they made like, um, uh, mechanical hearts. You know, it had to have been 20, 30 years ago they were making mechanical hearts. And they really haven't mm -hmm. perfected that technology to make them, because I know at some point in my life I'm going to need a mechanical heart or something because I have high blood pressure that's, I mean, it's controlled, but of course I can't get rid of it. So obviously I'm going to have, need a heart at some point if I live long enough. And so, I mean, it's kind of frustrating that they haven't developed some of these technologies. Um, but to see something like this that I've been waiting for, because I'm with Robbie, I, I'll put a hard drive in my brain. My memory's already shot to hell. So yeah. <laughs> I, put a, <laughs> I can't remember my days. My co-host. However, I think what you're talking about is something to work for the heart, something for, you know, to affect the way your limbs work. Yeah. It's different than 
something in your brain. I'm just, it, for me, it's, what, I'm, what I'm considering is augmentation. So augmenting my body in many different ways. That affects, other, that, that affects your mind and your ability to think and your ability to be it may persuaded. It may improve it. But it also could affect your ability okay. to be a fan of Trump, to be a proud boy. It's <laughs> mind altering. And like, like people have said in the comments, Poor people do not have the same access to information that very the true. rest of us. That's so th there's a lot. Look at Trump followers. Derry, that's a good point. Everyone does not have access to information. Look at Trump followers. Very good point. <laughs> I feel like they ignored it. I feel like they ignored it. <laughs> that's a great way to say it, Daria. <laughs> she said Trump followers are the least. They have access to information. They just choose to ignore it and live Thank in their you. Pocket. But yes. I don't know. I, I, they may be right. They just, I just, I think Trump followers tend it's to be the, the more ignorant of the, of the, uh, of the population. Like I, I just, people who are just not knowledgeable. Huh? Like they're just uneducated people or they just are people that are like in the country. And so they don't both. go on social media a lot. Okay. I think they're both ignorant. They, some of them choose to be ignorant. Some of them just are. Uh, just un but uneducated. Again, but 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 again, you know, there's a difference between being uneducated and having access, and being uneducated and not having access. I the think Trump followers might be the people they tested on. The which is bad. The people that most vote to these procedures, to these experiments, do not have access to the internet. Do not have access to a cell phone. Do not have access to information. So they are not going to be privy to the knowledge that we have on this panel. They're not going to be able to say, we won't be able to say they should have known better. They live in on the street. How would they know better? I just, I don't feel like, I, for some reason, I don't feel like the testing is going to be, the, the testing that we're talking about, which is going to happen, obviously, is going to be um, exclusive to the black population. I just don't, I don't get that. It wasn't in my brain, Mike Wolf. It was in my arm. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, but again, I'm looking forward to it. I want it to happen faster. All right. That is it for that. Oh, let me get to some of the comments. All right, Lizzie, you said the top of the show, you got the vaccine. You already have a chip in your brain. <laughs> I said it was in my arm. It was in my arm. <laughs> Neo, poor people who are desperate for money volunteer for experiments. Right. And I agree. It's Poor people. I, that's why I said, I believe that, you know, yeah, I agree with it, that it's the elite versus the poor. They'll do the testing, but it, I, I just don't, I don't know that it's social. It's probably more economic. Um, this is the subject of the new HBO dark comedy, Made for Love. Kristen Molati, she plays a woman whose psycho boyfriend puts a chip in her brain. All right, something to check out. Ooh. All right. Chip in my brain so I can fall in love with him? No. Oh, okay. Why not? No. Why not? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are pitfalls, and we do, you know, anyway, we are pitfalls. So we'll have to figure it out. Time for our game show. All right, we got a fun game show. I don't know about. You said what? So, okay, so the game show today is. Finish the lyrics, 80s version. I'll take this one. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Unfortunately, that, that's a sample question. <laughs> unfortunately, we can't play the music. Um, we, we played this before, but Facebook and YouTube hit us up uh, on copyright issues last time. So we're going to go old school. Hater. We're going to do fill in the blank style. I'll give you a clue. You can sing it to us. Um, that's, yeah, you don't want that. No. Or Rob can sing. <laughs> I want, want it. <laughs> Rob, can sing. Go ahead, Rob. No, I want, I want Neo to sing. <laughs> no, you, you don't want that. <laughs> All right, I'll that's give you a clue right. with part of the lyrics, and you'll have 15 seconds to give me an answer. You get a point for each correct answer, and the person with the most points wins. And Gianni, since you're the only person not alive in the 80s, I'm going to allow you to request one hint which you can use at any time. Yep, yep. I'm going to given the given the nineties baby. And she gets the first question. So that's not the way it works on Jeopardy. Nope. <laughs> all right. All right. So here's your question, Johnny. Time after blank, you can look and find. Question. No, I didn't. So no, I didn't. No, I said time after blank, you can look and find Cindy Lauper, but can you fill in the blank? Would it be dark, dinner, time, or later? Time after blank. Time after time. Yeah. Right. Okay, let me see. Let's see if it's the right answer. Hold on. Right. Now see, he's cheating already. Let me what see if it's about? the right answer. What are you talking about? Let if it's see. not, you got the wrong answer. <laughs> oh, but the wrong thing. Hold <laughs> on. Let me see if it's the right answer. There we go. That is correct, Gianni Storm. Good job. Good job, Gianni. All right. This <laughs> is like too easy. Yeah, that was All right. Easy so this is for Robbie Rock. Robbie Rock, you could feel the heat in Whitney's I want to blank with somebody. What did she want to do? Love? Easy. Chance? Sing? Or dance? Ooh, she want to dance with somebody. That is yeah. correct, Robbie. All right. All right. All right. So, oh, this old guy. This is. <laughs> All right. What is Rick Astley's never going to do? What is Rick Astley never going to do and never going to blank you up? Would that be give, pick, look, or hit? This is one of our songs. Yeah, I like this song. I'm gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and hurt you. Oh, see, there we got a singer. We got a singer. Yeah. We got a singer. Look at you. Yay. I know. <laughs> we just got Rick rolled. <laughs> we got Rick rolled. <laughs> All right, so everybody's got a point. All right. So. Gianni Storm, Gianni Storm, <laughs> pour some sugar on blank was a huge hit for Def Leppard. Which word fills in the blank? Us, me, you, or that? Pour some sugar on. Pour some sugar on me. Me. Let's see, that is correct. All right. Good job, good job. A DC head note here, a DC Hello band. Did a, a go go version of that song back in 1991. <laughs> oh my god, like, this is actually too easy. All right, <laughs> what word is missing from Bonnie Tyler's total eclipse of the blank? Would there be brain, heart, moon, or sun? You have the total. Oh, Robbie Rock. Sorry. So I know 
we were talking about chipping. It's not a total eclipse of the brain. This is a total <laughs> eclipse of the heart, my friend. Heart. Let's see. Let's see if you're right. That is correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should be the rule. You sing it when you get it right. All right. I need to find a hard one for Lindsay. Hold on. Let me see. Oh my God. This is, these are so easy. Can you fill in the missing word from the Phil Collins hit in the blank tonight? Oh, I don't know that. Would that be pear, air, oh, layer, yeah. or sky? This is for Lizzie. So back in the day, my high school Pottermore um, was driving a black <laughs> Pathfinder and he used to play this going down the road. Oh. In the air tonight. The in air of the air. night. Oh, yeah. Think that of the hangover correct. with Iron Mike when he's right. like, I love this song. Do, 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 do. All right, so one of you guys are going to have to get this wrong. <laughs> you got to turn it up. You got to crank it up. You got to crank <laughs> yep. it up. With that little drum solo. All right. If you've seen Rocky Three, you know the eye of the blank is it. <laughs> is it an eye of newt, spider, liar, tiger, newt. Eye of the tiger. Eye of the Tiger, that is correct. Correct. All right. All right, let's go to Robbie Rock. Which of these words completes Tears for Fears? Everybody wants to blank the world. Well, fun fact, my hair was very close to that in the 80s, and everybody wants to rule the world, my friends. Nice. Oh, I had flock of seagulls hair, man. I had the bangs. <laughs> really? That is correct, Rob. Correct, Rob. All right, Lizzie, I'm gonna need you to get this wrong. <laughs> so I can pick a winner. All right. So, what is Ario Speedwagon going to do to keep on blank you? What is Ario Speedwagon going to do to keep on blank you? Would be wanting, loving. Dream of talking to. Looks like Robbie has an answer in his head. Oh, no. Don't, don't, don't word it. Don't word it. <laughs> loving. Loving. Keep on loving. That is correct. But who could love that hair? Look at that. That's epic. <laughs> All right, we're going to do one last round. I'm going to move down a little bit in the list, see if they get harder. Hold on. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't go back. I can't go to the further down. All right. All right. All right. This is for Gianni. Gianni. Hey, 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 hey. All right. Oh, that song. Okay. She sang it for you. I hear Rockwell a little paranoid when he sang, somebody's blank me. What was somebody doing to him? Was it watching, stalking, wanting, or mocking? Somebody's watching me. That is correct. Watching. Help me out. I have the extra credit for this song. So Gianni, who actually sing is singing the? All right. If she gets the extra credit, she wins. She wins if she gets the extra credit. Who's singing right. the okay. hook? In the Who's singing? Somebody's watching me. Who's the part? a great question. That's a great follow-up question. Who's singing that? I I don't want to sound stupid. I'm gonna say this is for all the all the marbles. Prince. Ooh, that is Close. incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> MJ. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> let's see. We're going to do one more. Let's see. We're going to figure out, finish off Rob B and Lizzie. All right. During the 80s, did you get into the, did you get into the blank with Madonna? Would that be groove, move, <laughs> party, or mood? So, so I, 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 I was in Canada and a little young. I did not have the opportunity to get into Madonna's groove. <laughs> did you want to? I mean, that's a real question. <laughs> get into the lube, Bob. Did you get into the lube? The lube. Not yet. Not yet. All right. This is the absolute last one. I'll just pick a winner after this. All right. So, what did Pat Benatar? This is for Lizzie. What did Pat Benatar <laughs> want to hit with in her song? Hit me with your. I is love it that. Hot hot? Car <laughs> pot. Hater tot. Hater Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> I love it. That is correct. That is correct. Okay, so you all did very well. You got perfect all the way around. I am going to give this one to, I'm going to give it to Gianni. She almost got the extra credit. Prince was close. Prince was close. All right. Good job, guys. All right, before we close out, let's get in some shout outs. <laughs> All right, let's first, let's shout out our Pet Shenanigans winner, selected by Olivia E. It's Troy Banesh and Shady, who's <laughs> meekly sitting in an old Amazon box. The caption is, Ew. Shady is embarrassed that she fell for yet another cleverly disguised box trap that her cute, cool humans laid out. Oh, boy and Shady, thank you for your submission. By the way, you can go ahead and submit on our page, our Facebook page, TLS Pet Shenanigans. Check that out online. All right, so Gianni Storm, what's your shout out? Shout out to Olivia E. Um, I enjoy hosting with you every Friday, so I look forward to it this week. All right, Bobby Ryan. Uh, shout out to uh, one of my number one super fans, to my mom, who celebrated her birthday just two days ago. So, happy birthday, mom. Aries season. All right. Happy birthday, mom. All right, Lizzie. I'm going to give this shout out, and hopefully she's still watching. I'm going to give this shout out to Daria Winter who um, we were cutting up last night on the phone for about two hours. I called her venting <laughs> about, you know, the semester, um, school shit, student shit, papers stuff. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to me. Um, two more weeks of school at Howard. Two more weeks of school. I'm going to try to get it in. Almost I'm going to try to end it good. I'm going to try to end it <laughs> on a good note. Nice. And actually, my shout out goes to Troy the winner of the Pet Shenanigans of the Week. You guys may not know, but in the early days of the show, we were trying to figure out our identity. We were going with the name I'm Calling Bullshit. Really? Obviously in reference to everything Trump says. Uh, but Troy, who is an amazing artist and animator, helped create a bull image that was supposed to be our logo. That's <laughs> funny. That was pre-Lizzie, y'all. That was definitely pre, very much pre-Lizzie. <laughs> At least very until much. we changed the name. 
once Lizzie came on board to Truth Live Shenanigans. So, but I do want to thank you, Troy. Thank you for that. All right, so let's uh, close this out. Don't forget, if you want a shout out, get on our host social media pages. We may just shout you out live. That's all the time we have. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. We hope that maybe you learned something, made a new perspective, even got some things off your chest. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share at TLS Live Show. Tomorrow, check out our YouTube page for clips and share our favorite moments from the show, TLSShow.com. Also, our next live show is on April 14th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And also Gianni Storm and Olivia Ego on Scripted Friday nights at 6.30 on Instagram. And our winner for the show is Gianni Storm. So Gianni Storm, you're going to close us out. Close us out. Yay. I haven't won in a long time, so I feel proud. But I was not prepared. <laughs> so um, I will leave. <laughs> I will leave with this. Um, shout out to DMX's family and his children. And... Shout out to all the topics that we cover. I'm really grateful for this panel because it's, I know we always say it teaches me so much, but it really does. And I'm grateful for that. I've learned more here than I have school. That tells you a lot. Thank it you guys. Also, shout out to Jeanette Brown who had a birthday this week. Happy birthday, Jeanette. Happy, happy birthday. Hey. Happy birthday, Jeanette. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. All right, and I'd like to thank my hosts. Yanni, Rabi, Lizzie, and Jose, and, Ro and Olivia, I don't want to call her by her real <laughs> Olivia E. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Shenanigans. Shenanigans.